Ultra. Bueller. 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 The fan podcast where we overanalyze the John Hughes classic Ferris Bueller Stay Off one minute at a time. I'm Gary Roby. And I have Trey Cope. And we have Cassandra Fredrickson with us again. Welcome back, Cassandra. Hi. Hi. We have, uh, this is the big minute, guys. This yes. is like the minute. This is like the minute you requested, specifically. Yes. Um, Which I feel really bad about now that I... Why, why do you feel bad about it? <laughs> I don't know. I just... I don't like people suffering and, like, I know so much more about, like, mental health now. I'm just like, oh, well, I know what this is. And like, this I is know, gonna be really like, heavy. Y- yeah. That's okay. So. <laughs> Today we're talking about minute 73. I almost don't even want to do the, like, starts with and ends with. It's just, like, here's the part... Here's where Cameron goes berserk. Mm-hmm. This is the minute. It starts with Ferris breaking the fourth wall. And I wrote that it ends with a terrifying quartet. Yes. Because we have uh, the group at the door, which we'll talk about later. (laughs) But uh, Ferris breaks the fourth wall again. And he says, here's where Cameron goes berserk. And then we have, like, the scream of the movie. (laughs) This long, 15-second kind of extended... I like all the cuts that they do. I like that the cuts get, like, further and further away from the city. Mm-hmm. I definitely have a favorite. Victoria, before we started recording, you said that you wanted to see, like, like birds flying out of some... Yeah, like, like his scream was, like, so, like, loud that, like, birds were startled out of a tree. And, like, <laughs> right. All that stupid cliche stuff, you know, people turning around like, what? What's happening? What's yeah. happening? I do think because of the series of cuts that happen, it definitely feels like his his scream is just echoing outward until, like, just the whole city is right, encompassed in of just the, the voice of his <laughs> yes exactly this like echo this massive reverberation of just his <gasps> my favorite cut my favorite cut mm-hmm. during the scream is the contemplative statues yes <laughs> <laughs> contemplative statues yeah that's exactly what I wrote because it's like it's like right before that last like the helicopter shot above the city where like one's got his hand across his chin mm-hmm. like hmm yeah mm-hmm. I think it's really great. I almost I almost want them to be gargoyles. Like <laughs> just to underscore like oh man, this is bad. Like <laughs> <laughs> it looks like they're just they it, it, they're very um they're very mild looking. Yeah. They're they're, they're just, just like, sort oh. of this is this is this is bad, right? He's having mm-hmm. a bad day. He's having a real bad day. <laughs> It's they're quick cuts too. I think we have like six or seven cuts in this fifteen second span, from like a couple of street shots to like an office building to the trolley to skyscrapers to the statues to the this big shot this last shot that's like above the city looking down at it. I do like that it keeps getting further and further away. There, there's a shot like of the couple shots of the street, and then shots of like the skyscrapers, and then shots like looking up above the skyscrapers, mm-hmm. and then we get this like top, this bird's eye view down of the buildings. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, it definitely does feel like it's this kind of like outgoing ripple of of scream, just 
further and further and Cameron's Cameron's having a bad time. Yeah. And then yeah, Victoria, you were also mentioning before we started recording that he does he's sort of like um hyperventilating. He's kind of like it it almost looked like a fish out of water. Like he's trying to breathe and he's having a real yes. hard time. It's so, so it's just such a scary sound. Like I am not surprised that Sloane like is like kind of like mildly freaking out. Yeah, she does this like really severe double take. She like looks, then she's like looks and sounds not good uh-huh. at all. Mm-hmm. She turns her whole body in her seat to like look at him and be like, Cameron. No, see, and I've had friends that have had like uh ep- you know, seizures and that kind of uh-huh. thing. Like and that is just stuff like that is just kind of scary to witness. Sure. So he looks like almost catatonic. Like he's mm-hmm. just Yeah, he doesn't look the good. Thing, the thing it's about scary. how he reacts, um, and I know that different people um have like have panic attacks in different ways, but this is how I have panic attacks where I my brain thinks that I can't breathe, so I mm. like start shallowly breathing and then I just like shut down. So Ooh. the first time I watched this movie, I had never had a panic attack before and I was like, oh haha, it's very silly. Uh look at him scream and be sad. And now like revisiting it, um like recently is just like oh oh god you poor thing like yeah <laughs> yeah it's he's because he's it is not scary like right it's now. scary it's scary for everyone involved um mm-hmm. because like and, and it's it, like he's unable to communicate what he needs so because he you know he he, he can't breathe so it's just really yeah. really sad and it's really jarring to watch now as as someone who has panic attacks not regularly but like often enough that i like recognize it when i see it sure (sighs) poor cameron and like for him to have a panic attack like on this scale because there's miles on the car like his dad must like beat the crap out of him or something because like that's terrible like, his dad yeah. must be, like, a horrible, horrible abusive father. Like, he goes into it, like, some, but, like, you, like, kind of understand the magnitude of of his mistreatment, like, in this, yeah. in this week. And, like, I don't know. Hashtag protect Cameron, because, like, just, just give him save all the happy Cameron. things. <laughs> yeah. Everyone says save Ferris. Save Cameron, this poor yeah, kid. Yeah, no kidding. I I feel for Cameron and and I agree that like we've definitely seen he's sort of tangentially talked about his relationship with his parents and mm-hmm. even Ferris sort of talked a little bit about like kind of the coldness of his house or whatever but this reaction to Miles on the car which as we said yesterday like they knew they were going to have to deal with um I think really underscores just how broken the relationship he his yeah. he has with his father is. Because it like because in, in order for there to be like a reaction like this, there has to be like really like past trauma. Like that's the only way the brain is just like, oh, I'm just gonna deal with this in this way. And that that breaks my heart. Like I don't know. It's it's really sad to watch. Because like even though we don't see his father we see his reaction to like the mere thought of his father and yeah. that that like that's honestly worse than like seeing like actually seeing it i think the fact that we don't see it allows us to project 
onto mm. it. Um, and and whether that be what we think based on his reaction or projecting like you know more personal experiences of just like bad relationships with with family figures i um Mm -hmm. i don't know if i was going to talk about this but we're here i my mom got remarried a couple times when i was growing up and my stepdad when i was like a little kid until i was about 13 14 i think when we moved out of the house that we were living in with him um we had this same kind of like really broken like by the by the time my mom left my stepdad um i i don't think i've talked to him since and it was just the same sort of really kind of awful always sort of kind of ducking through the door and not wanting anything to do with it mm-hmm. even rather than like trying to have any sort of relationship there and so i definitely i definitely identify with with cameron here this like kind of broken relationship with what should be a father figure yeah and uh i don't know it hurts it's it's it feels very close to home yeah Um, it's very personal yeah yeah absolutely uh i'm i'm kind of glad like this movie is sort of dealing a dealing a bit with i don't want to say like it's not it's not it's very indirectly dealing with Cameron's relationship with his parents and this sort of potentially abusive relationship that he has with his dad and Mm -hmm. but they do it in such a because it's not like the direct focus of the movie it's it's it happens in this amidst this light-hearted this otherwise light-hearted story right all the depth of the movie comes from this last half hour I think yeah like Cameron is definitely like because Cameron's um Cameron's interaction with the car later is like the emotional climax of the movie. Yeah. And and then like cuz Ferris Ferris doesn't really learn anything. Like he's not I would argue that Ferris is um not the main character of the movie because he no. doesn't he doesn't he doesn't come full circle. Like he doesn't he doesn't do like the hero's journey or whatever. Like Cameron Cameron is the one who starts like he starts at point A and then he you know goes full circle and he comes to a conclusion and he has that interaction with his father off screen and Ferris is just like coasting along so I think that without Cameron's um, somewhat tangential uh, story arc with his parents there wouldn't be any substance to this movie it would just be like fluff and I don't think that it would be remembered um, for being like a great movie no, I I totally agree with you that it really does take like Cameron's emotional arc to to give anything to this movie because otherwise yeah. like there it wouldn't be enjoyable to watch them go and tool around Chicago and have a great time if you didn't have Cameron's kind of angst through I mean it's kind of this thread throughout it. He doesn't want to take the car out and then he's mm-hmm. He's kind of bored and like f- what like flicking his mouth and doing that thing when they're at the uh, at the stock exchange when Ferris is proposing and he talks about his his parents. Then he loves the car, but he hates his wife with his dad kind of thing. And then we have mm-hmm. I don't know he's not he hasn't seen anything good today before the parade. Uh, so you definitely get these kind of reiterated like 
even though Ferris is, is even though this is this kind of jolly day around town, there's still this underlying sort of unease for Cameron. Yeah. That uh, that's developing here. I don't know how much, like, yeah, I don't know if it, how how interesting this movie would be if they got away with anything, everything. Right. In the end. It would just be like a like an hour and a half long, or however long this movie is, like an hour and a half long, um, like Chicago ad. Basically, yeah. Like at yeah. that point, you know, <laughs> pretty, like, visit pretty Chicago. much. Come to Chicago. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. It'd be a good. It's a good tourism piece. There you yeah. go. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like all the emotional weight of the movie comes through with, primarily with Cameron. Yeah. We get a little bit with Sloane. And 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 it's fun to watch like Rooney ha- kind of suffer a little bit because he's this kind of jerk character. But I don't know. Cameron's definitely the person I've always identified with most in this movie. Yeah. So I really feel for him here. I think. I don't think we get a lot more of him in the car here. We cut back to the Bueller house, right? Yes. Yeah. Cameron's sort of panicking. And we cut back to the Bueller house and we just see like uh, a finger pressing the the doorbell <laughs> and 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 we get to see ferris's little doorbell contraption one more time as uh, as his voice comes over the intercom and i like i like the shot of genie's blankets on the floor like she's burrowed under these blankets so if you walked in the room and you saw this you wouldn't know that she's hidden under the like, she's actually she's under there either. yeah and she comes up i we talked about this a little bit last week but i liked it like when she first got home and she called her mom, she was sitting on top of the bed. And then when she called the police, she was sitting on the floor. And now she's like hiding under the blanket. Yeah. She's just sinking lower and lower to the ground <laughs> in this sort of panicked state. You can actually kind of see her hand, I think, peeking out, like gripping the blanket down over her over herself mm-hmm. um, as the doorbell rings. And then she pulls it up. She goes, God bless the police or something like that, right? <laughs> Uh, yeah, God bless the police. And she's like, I'm saved, I'm saved. She's so excited. She's joyous as she comes down the staircase. And then she pulls the door open. And I'm, I don't, these people at the door are kind of scary. (laughs) I don't particularly like the guy with like the creepy inflatable mask over his face. Yeah, okay. So I have, I have so many questions about this. Um, (laughs) Because you have the the sexy nurse, which, okay, whatever. Well, that uh, makes kind of sense. But she's, like, flanked by, like, this guy dressed like a milkman. And yeah. this old guy <laughs> it's the flower, with it's the, the flower balloons. delivery guy. Yeah, he's coming back. The yeah. flower guy's been here more than once today. Okay. Uh, they, they brought him, they brought Louis Anderson back because they felt bad that they cut all of his lines. Yeah, there's a, there's a bit of dialogue. We didn't actually talk about the specifics of it, but I was reading the script today in preparation. Mm-hmm. Uh he and Rooney do have an interaction. Yeah. And he's he asks Rooney, like, oh, are you going to be here for, like, a while? Or do you mind, like, keeping an eye on these? Because nobody's home. Yeah, yeah. And that's how he gets the flower pot. Yeah. Oh, okay. But, but he tells uh, he tells Rooney, like, oh, I don't know what it is, but we had to, like, 
order from someplace out of state to like have enough flowers because so many people are sending <laughs> deliveries to Ferris's house. Like, isn't it great that's that the community is rallying behind the sick youth? Yeah, like yeah. this whole thing and Rooney's just getting more and more like annoyed sour. That's mm-hmm. funny. Uh, but they all those lines got they cut. cut everything of his so they're like eh, we'll give you we'll a little get, more yeah. screen time so but... they brought him back but then like there's this creepy dude in the background with yeah this, like, i don't know what that mask inflatable... is it's like I a don't... balloon head i have no idea it looks like it's... a mylar balloon head it's but maybe it's just scary. like a maybe it's like a like a mascot uh-huh head? well and then there's the the guy on the other side of the nurse who like almost looks like skipper from from uh, like Gilligan's Island. Yes. Yeah, like he's got the Hawaiian Some old shirt guy. And just uh, like a bunch of is, balloons. With a bunch <laughs> of balloons. Oh, it's so silly. Like, none of this makes sense. I have so I have I have names for all of these actors. Like oh we just talked goodness. about Louis Anderson. Uh the balloon man, his name is Robert McKibben, and he's got two credits on IMDB. He's got Ferris Bueller, and then he's got he played the Circus Strongman. In a movie called Three Ring Circus in 1940, uh, 1954. Oh my gosh. With Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis. Wow. All right. uh, there you go. And then they call the, the credits credit the dude with the creepy mask as Pumpkinhead. And his <laughs> name is his name is Paul Manzanero. And this is the only thing he's got on IMDb. This is it. That's it. This is it. All right. The nurse, her name is Stephanie Blake. She's got like 16 credits on IMDb and half of them are for stripper roles. Oh boy. <laughs> uh, just, they're all just terrible. I don't know if she ever does anything more than like, like stuff like this, like showing herself off, I guess. I don't know. I mean, she's you know, not, whatever. More power to you, I she's guess. She's not even that pretty. <laughs> like, she's not very, I don't think she's a very attractive. Uh, she has actually. She has the assets for a stripper, yeah. obviously. <laughs> I uh, think that's I, that's got to be it. That's that's got to be the only thing. And but and the voice, yeah, yeah. It's that it's that really like almost like a child. I don't know. I don't get why that's a sexy voice. To me, it's very childlike. But it's yeah. too high pitch. It's, yeah, it's, it's very high pitch, like almost like baby talk. Oh, like you get that. Um, it's the same thing. Why I don't like that Santa baby song because it's like really high pitched baby <laughs> okay. talk, and I'm like, this is disturbing. <laughs> Like, why is this supposed to be attractive? Like, because the infantilization of women is terrible. And mm. <laughs> it's like, what does it say about men who like this? Like, I'm right. just saying, uh, not into it, right? Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, ah, oh, no, I don't like. Well, it. And so it, they credit her as singing nurse, but it's even this like weird, stilted. I heard that you were. <laughs> yeah, she, oh, she can't sing it. for crap. I hate yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, she's terrible. Headache, fever, and a chill. <laughs> it's it's so bad we don't even get the full like she's still going tomorrow yeah when we start um but that last last, that last last half greatest so Uh (laughs) i came to help and that's it we get cut Yep. yep we get cut we don't get to hear we'll get it tomorrow i love I mean, I should save it, but I love the shot of Jeannie looking out the door at them tomorrow before <laughs> before she closes the door. That last so frame, though, annoyed. like the last frame of the minute is like made of nightmares because like her face is like her eyes are open so wide that it doesn't look They're like very she has wide. eyelids. And the creepy mask guy and like the <laughs> the delivery guy has like a weird little like I feel like this smirk. should be the screenshot for the minute. Mm-hmm. It's 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 oh, like it's creepy. It's, it's so creepy. creepy. Like if I open my door, 
And like it's it's almost Halloween, so like this this would be even scarier. But like uh-huh. if I open my door to this, like literally, you add some ears to that guy in the yeah. mylar mask, like, like to look like a pig man because so how pink it is. I'd be terrified. It's already terrifying. It's if, terrifying. if I saw this, if I opened my door and saw this lamp, I'd just be like, no, yeah, I'd be like, nope, and <laughs> nope. Do they have a um like a peephole in their door? Oh, looks like they have a knocker, but not like a peephole. So okay, because I was they been look like, like I they have like... those little windows on the side of their door. So I don't true. know why she just didn't peek out. I think that those so are excited. more. Those are. Oh yeah, she thought it was the police. Yeah, exactly. She was so sure. Sure, she flew she, the door. She was back. coming on the stairs saying, "I'm saved." Yeah, yeah. She just flew <laughs> the door back without even like checking who was behind it. Uh huh. Could have been her her rapist back, you know. She doesn't know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! Could you imagine? (laughs) Could you imagine if she opened the door and it was just the beat up Rooney, just like like what the hell, disheveled. (laughs) She's like, "What are you doing here?" I left my wallet in your kitchen. Oh, right. He should have just gone back and got it. Do you think that's why he goes back? He realizes his wallet is missing. He's like, "I need my wallet." Because like he doesn't. I mean, spoilers, but he doesn't realize that. He did though. Like Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right because she she uh brings she, it up like, to his attention. Yeah, she uses yeah. it as blackmail kind of like mm. oh. I don't know. Yeah, so Rooney comes back. He'll come back later. We'll see him at the end. Dang. These guys are scary. I don't like this. <laughs> Louie Anderson already looks scary anyway. He's doing this like <laughs> while she's singing singing he's doing this like he's like kind of bobbing his head back and forth sort yeah. of to the rhythm that she's got going on he's it's, got this uh, weird little smile and i'm like oh man no louis anderson looks like, a, looks like a, uh, a creep in this they're uh this could be a horror movie yeah it's the purge it's the purge they've shown up <laughs> it's the people, genie, people who show up on genie your door is their, genie is their first victim oh, of course no. because she's she comes from a, a rich neighborhood a rich family. She's home alone. And, and what do we learn from the purge? They go after the rich people. Oh no! So here they are, and they have really freaky masks and costumes. So here you go. It's the purge. I am not into that. <laughs> the nurse's name is Fran. That's not a very sexy name. Nope. But she's got a name tag, and it says Fran. You think if you're supposed to be a sexy nurse, you at least have a sexy name? Candy. Right. That was what I was gonna say. <laughs> like. Candy. It's like go-to stripper Honey. Name. You know, it's all <laughs> go-to stripper names. Glitter. Crystal. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I feel like when I hear Crystal, I, I think more of like a trailer park trashy type Aww. woman instead of a stripper. Aww. Instead of a stripper, but you know. I've known crystals that are that are not strippers, so you know. Yes. Yeah, it, it, it it could it it's whatever. Yeah. It's definitely whatever. definitely better than Fran though. Jeez, Fran. Fran. Fran sounds like Franny. your grandma. It does. Yeah. It's very, like, I mean, like, because how old is this woman? Like, if her actual name is Fran, she was, like, born in the 50s. <laughs> I feel like she's older than she's making herself out to be. You yeah. think she's in her, like, she's, like, in her, like, late 30s? I early think so. 40s. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Then, like, that would make sense, because she was born in Ferris like, the 50s. Ferris is a teenager. Who sent her? I don't know. That's what I want to know. Well, okay. Especially because, like, when we get to that last line. I'm all like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait, whoa, 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 wait. Is this like, a he's, telegram he's or is this like a door-to-door escort service? Right. I mean, he might he's be graduating 18. high school. Which he was sent to The script said he was 18. Okay. It's like, I, I feel like he I was mean, sent to hooker. I mean, that's still really creepy, but, yeah. but like. Yes. Yes. <laughs> this woman could be his mother. I guess. 
Mrs. Robinson. Oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I, can we... I, I feel I, like Ferris is open to new experiences. He wouldn't say no. Oh. <laughs> I, I, well, maybe he would because he, I mean, he actually like, based has somebody. On, but. Based on tomorrow's um, monologue, like, Ferris is a worldly man. Uh, <laughs> 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 so, but uh, I'm, I'm really glad that this scene, like, cuts the the Cameron angst in half because um yeah. this scene is is horrifying in its own way but it's like really amusing as well. Yes. So. <laughs> well, I I think I think it yeah, it is nice to have like to cut back to something that's like a little more lighthearted. Yeah. Yeah. There's a chuckle here that's gonna have like comes tomorrow. Like I laugh when the door slams. I think yeah, it's like too. satisfying. It's like yeah, like <laughs> slam the door in your face. Yeah, we'll get to that. I think I think I think we're re- I think we've exhausted this one, you guys. Yeah, we're waiting for the next minute now. So. I know. I'm tired of looking at this creepy still at the end of this. <laughs> this minute. needs to be the still for this minute. I'm, I'm just, just like this. You. Oh God, you know what? I'll just I'm gonna take the pic. I'll just take the screenshot right now. Oh no. So that I, I'm prepared when we talk about minutes when minute seventy three goes up. This is a horror movie. Oh, God. It's so <laughs> freaky. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thank you for listening, everybody. Thank you for joining us again, Cassandra. Yeah, thanks again. Uh, you can find, everyone can find Lord of the Rings Minute, as well as our show and a bunch of other shows, all at DuelingGenre.com. Um, Doctor's Companion over there. Geek by Night's over there ton of other shows it would take me too long to list them all so check those out and come back tomorrow for minute 74 of ferris bueller's day off donkey